Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith Empowerment Ministries, a.k.a. The Word Church. And Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. is not here today, but filling in for him is my beautiful wife, Minister, Pastor, First Lady Keisha Haney, who's been on the mission fields, so we like to call it, for the last three years. So welcome to the broadcast, Keisha Haney. Praise the Lord, Pastor. Praise the Lord. Well, again, this broadcast is designed to ignite one's faith on fire. And the Bible says in Hebrews 11.1, 1, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Those who come to him who are born again must believe that he is. And he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And speaking of diligently seeking him, Matthew 6 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added to you. That's peace. That's joy. That's the abundance of God. So God wants to add things to us as we uh, increase and grow in the knowledge of his will. And his will is always really simple. His kingdom would come. And his will will be done in us as it's done in heaven, on earth as it's done in heaven. And he wants to increase himself in us. Scripture says, until us a child was born, a king is given, and the increase of his government shall be no end. And that government is the kingdom of God. And Jesus said in Matthew, I believe 16, that the kingdom of God is inside of us. So that's that government of heaven. It comes to grow up inside of us. And speaking of government and increase of God's will growing inside of us, the Bible is very specific about our relationship to God and who our adversary is. And the Bible says that we as Christians, we have an adversary called the devil, Satan. And he's our adversary because in Colossians, it says we, who us who have got born again, has been conveyed or translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of the son of his love. That's the kingdom of God, the kingdom from heaven. So Satan wars against us. He's our opposition. So we understand that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. People aren't our problems. Our, we have a common enemy, all Christians, and it's the devil. And yes, he works through people just like God works through people. But I want to start off on the scripture, Sister Keisha, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, Verse 12, because you just got out of a trial. Well, we just got out of a trial. And, and again, the Bible talks about two different type of Christians. There's the spiritual Christian, and then the, which equates to the mature Christian. And then there's the carnal Christian. The Bible talks about it in Corinthians, which the carnal Christian is the baby Christian who thinks like the natural man who's unsaved. But God desires us to increase grow up into the head, which is Christ Jesus, and have the mind of Christ. And uh, Jesus had to suffer or endure some persecution. And he told us in his word, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. If they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. And then he said over in James, don't think it's strange when you go through these things. 
trials, tribulations, persecution, adversity. But then he also told you what to do to count it all joy. And, and, and because the joy of the Lord is your strength and that your faith is going to be tested. So I'm going to go here to second Timothy chapter three, verse 12. That's going to be our jump off scripture. Paul's writing here. He says, yes. And all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer or endure persecution. He said all. So if you're really, I was talking to my wife this morning about just those who are sold out to the call and will and purpose of God on their lives. We're going to experience some opposition by the devil. And yes, he's going to work through people to do that. And we're not to think it's strange because Satan hates Christians. He hates the plan of God. He his desire is to abort the plan and will and purpose of God on our lives and what God desires to do, which is advance his kingdom, his way of doing things. Again, his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we're in earth. We're on earth <laughs> and his kingdom is inside of us. So he wants to hinder the plan and purpose of God. So with that said, our last three years, actually our last seven years all oh, started off, started off with financial stuff, but the last Three years when God called us to ministry in 09, Satan really started coming against that because we understand God told us to start a Bible teaching ministry, which there wasn't a lot of that going on. There's, there's something called information, and then there's greater information, which the Bible refers to as revelation. So God wants his people to have revelation. Jesus said, it's been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But those who are outside, it comes in parables. So he wants to give us insight into how to rule and reign in life as kings, which it says in Matthew, and overcome any situation or circumstance or, or adversity or persecution or trials or tribulation that life may bring. And that's where we've been in these last three years. And I believe we've done it the way he told us to do it because the Bible is our instruction manual. It's our constitution. It's the master, the creator's handbook. And we like to refer to it as basic instructions before leaving earth. And before Keisha jump in here, I'm going to reference one more scripture over there in second Timothy. I'm going to drop down to verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. That means all this word of God is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. That means it'll work for you if it's on good ground, <laughs> 30, 60, 100 fold. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness. When we get saved, we're now righteous and God wants to give us some instruction and in righteousness. Verse 17, that the man or woman of God may be complete. Uh-oh, we'll be complete thoroughly equipped for every good work, meaning for everything God's called us to or every situation, adverse situation, or every situation we encounter, we'll be thoroughly complete for it. We'll be successful in it. We'll endure it. And that's because you got the word in you. And you don't know what's going to happen around the corner. You don't know what's going to happen to your life as you're moving forth in it. And I always tell people it's good to be grounded and rooted in the word of God. Jesus says, the Bible says in Colossians, as you have received him, be grounded and rooted in him, walk in him, grounded and rooted, steadfast, immovable. So you got to get this word planted in your spirit because when those life adversities come, you'll be ready to handle them and you'll do it the way that Emmanuel told you to do it. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to let you speak now, Sister Keisha. I'd like to say when uh, you read that scripture on, uh, in 2 Timothy 3, verse 12, 
Regarding those who desire to live godly in Christ, Jesus will suffer persecution. When I first accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I really never understood this scripture until we started really going through our uh, testing and trials. And as you said, within these last three years, we have been through uh, a heavy trial and, and a, a load that has been really heavy on our family. But I like to say this, that because we choose to live godly lifestyles, we had to realize that the enemy now chooses to haunt you just as if we, it's like a hunting game with the enemy when you, uh, when you're on the kingdom of God's side, the enemy now is coming after you. And so God never promises that he will uh, deliver us from the trials, but that he will take us through them. And when he takes us through them, there's deliverance in us going through the way that he's called us to go through them. And I believe that with this trial, we've gone through, as you stated earlier. But not only that, God is a God of comfort. And so God will also comfort you through that and, and give you hope in, in your trial and in your tribulation. So with that said. Well, that's why I talk about it. It's, it's good. I tell Christians all the time, when you get born again, you know, God desires all men to be saved, and there's only one way to be saved. There's only one mediator, the scripture says. Uh, there's only one mediator between God and man, and that's the man Christ Jesus. So you get saved, you believe on the name of Jesus, you believe that God uh, sent him, that he died, and God raised him from the dead. You believe that in your heart, and you confess that with your mouth. Now you're saved. And a lot of Christians stop short right there, or they stop short at this next process water baptism they get baptized submerged in water because that's jesus got baptized as well and uh and they usually stop right there well jesus didn't tell you to stop right there he said if you continue in my word then are you my disciples indeed and you should know the truth and the truth was that you're free key word two key words is continue in my word and we know Jesus declared it is written, and it was written in the Old Testament. He referenced the scripture. It is written that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We just read in Timothy about all scripture or all word is given by inspiration of God, and it's profitable. Well, God's word is seed, and you plant it in the good ground of your heart. It'll grow up, and it's profitable, 30, 60, 100-fold harvest. So life Again, back to that, that, that process, get saved, baptized. Now you got to get discipled. Disciple means you need to come and learn of Jesus. You got to need to come and learn kingdom ways. And, and as you're learning kingdom ways, you're going to learn that you have an adversary called the devil. You're going to have some opposition and fulfilling the plan and purpose that God originally intended for your life. That's what it means to be born again. You're born again. You have a new nature. You're something that you never were before because that's what is born of flesh is a flesh that's what's born of spirit is born of spirit and again we know when we get saved born again our names are now written in the lamb's book of life we're now redeemed reconciled and restored back to god with full kingdom rights and benefits and privileges we're now as the bible says in john chapter one or three many has received them he gave them the right to become or authority to become children of god so as a child of god you have an adversary the devil so he's gonna use this world system he'll use the judicial system the economic system the seven pillars of society to work against you because satan got people working in those entities 
And, but God has, the Bible says, God has planted the righteous among the wicked. He's got oh. people there too. And he's going to use what the enemy meant for evil to work it out for your good, especially if you're grounded and rooted in the truth. Back to being oh. discipled. If you have mm. the word deep in your heart, so when trials and tribulations come, you're not offended. Jesus said it like this. He who hears these words of mine and does them, I'll liken them to a wise man who built his house on, on the rock. Oh. But he who does not do these words, I liken him to a foolish man who built his house on the sand. So we really need the word. We are born again by the word. In the beginning was the word. The word we were saved by the incorruptible seed, which is the word of God. So we really need to live by the word every day, because especially as a Christian, because life challenges and every day it's a new day and you don't know what's going to happen. But if you're strong in the Lord and the power of his might, which means you have his word deep in your spirit, you've meditated on it, you know how to get the nutrients out of it. And it says in Joshua 1, this book of the law, which refers to the word of God, uh, should not depart from you, but you should meditate in it daily and nightly, day and night, and observe to do all that's written in it, and then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. So God's desires that we live a successful life. He didn't say trials and tribulations weren't going to come. He said that. But wow. he says, but with me, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You have to be sold out to those truths. Again, I call the promises of God truths. So you got to be sold out to those. So you got to get discipled. And discipled, basically, to me, is Romans 12, 3. I beseech you, 12, 1. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present yourself holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. As you're being discipled uh, biblically, <laughs> in a good ground ministry, your mind is going to be renewed. You're going to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind is now going to be renewed by the word of God. You're going to start believing the word of God, which is going to cause faith to come because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. It's going to cause revelation to come because you're going to go from information to revelation, a greater understanding of truths. And it's also going to uh, condition your spirit to produce you, can, you really know who you are in Christ Jesus, just like Jesus. You're going to start ruling and reigning as a king like Jesus did on earth. That's God's desire. That's part of that, that redemption, that reconciliation, that restoration back to the first man, Adam. Jesus is called the last Adam. So with that, we've been going through something for the last three years, but we came out victorious because we did it the kingdom way. And the kingdom way... As you renew your mind to the kingdom ways, he tells you not to be conformed to this world. He also reveals to you that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And then he tells you in Ephesians what type of weaponry and spiritual armory you have to be successful in life. So you don't get mad at people because we wrestle not against flesh and blood because we have one common enemy, the devil. And again, he's going to work day and night accusing you of stuff. The Bible said he accuses, he's the accuser of the brethren. He hates the church. That's not a building. That's you. He hates God's children, the saints. So he's going to do what he can do to catch you up. And it's all throughout the Bible. Starting with Abraham, with Joseph, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, all of David, all of God's people, Satan tries to get caught up. But you still got to trust in the Lord with all your heart as you got his word in you. You're going to put some trust in that word. Here's the difference because God in his word is one. You get God, you get his word. Amen. You have to trust in that. So, yeah, so we did it the way the manual told us to do it. 
We bless those who persecuted us. <laughs> we prayed for those who spitefully used us. We forgave. And we still gave God all the glory. The scripture says, I believe it's in uh, 1 Peter or 2 Peter, if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in the matter. It also says, if anyone speaks, let him speak as an oracle of God. So we got to see it and call it the way God called it. He called it a light affliction. Yeah. He said you were hard-pressed on every side, but. And every time he said but and yet, that was your good news. Mm -hmm. You're hard-pressed on every side, but not perplexed, but not crushed. So we have exceeding great and precious promises. And as you sow them into your spirit, they start to produce. Mm -hmm. Back to the scripture. They're profitable that you may th be thoroughly complete for every good work. So we've done that. And again, on a side note, we're working on a book to, to speak on our testimony of what we had to go through in these last three years and how God used it to his glory. And back to that. And speaking of what we've gone through in the last year, you was just incarcerated in a federal penitentiary for the last three years. Yes. And you still counted it all joy. You didn't go in there kicking and screaming and shouting. I remember you told me the, the first week you stayed in Sacramento County Jail, what happened? Just tell me, tell us that story again. The first day, first week. Well, the first week, of course, you know, um, any um, experience that you haven't had that gets you out of your comfort zone is uncomfortable to you. And especially if you've never been in a situation like this before. And I hadn't, so it was uh, unfamiliar, but uh, the third day that I was there, the uh, Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, because I was crying, <laughs> and uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, why don't you just get up and practice what you've been learning? And so um, I'm, you know, listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying. As I go out of the cell that um, afternoon, a woman walks up to me and says, hi, I believe that you're supposed to pray for me. And I just looked at her and said, okay. And then um, to the right of me, there was a woman standing. And to the left of me, there was a woman sitting. And the woman to the left of me said, can I get in on that prayer? And then the woman to the right of me said, said may I get in on the prayer? And I just said, sure. So he was basically showing me that he was in control. He had already given me the scripture that no man shall be able to stand before me all the days of my life. Just as he was with Moses, so will he be with me. He will never leave me nor forsake me. So with that, when he told me to get up and practice what I've been learning, I knew what was in me when I went in. So I didn't go in to become a Christian. I was a Christian when I went in. I was a believer, and I had an intimate relationship with the Lord already. So this was not new to me. And so with that, I knew what I was called to do, and I knew that this mission as we call it or this particular trial wasn't just about me that it was about others that I would encounter and it was about others that he wanted me to heal deliver and set free through his word so with that I continued to do that and then from there favor went before me so and basically he, you understood your new assignment yes and I knew that my sign <laughs> my assignment was to heal hearts to save souls and to transform lives through the word of God. Which was part of our ministry mission statement initially. And again, when God told us to start the ministry, we knew Satan was going to come with something to 
hinder that or abort that. That's the definition of abortion. You want to kill something. And Jesus told us in John 10, 10, the thief coming to steal, kill, and destroy. Man. Well, he coming to steal the plan, the purpose, or whatever God wants to do. He wants to steal it out your life. But you have to be girded with the truth. You have to be able to stand against the wiles of the mm -hmm. devil. And Jesus said, you know, that truth will, uh, set you free. And that he came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. So you have to fight the good fight. In order to yeah. fight the good fight spiritually, you have to use the sword of the spirit, which is the, the word, word of God. God. It says yeah. that in Ephesians. And a lot of Christians don't know that because they haven't got discipled correctly to understand once you get born again, you're now in a spiritual battle. And Jesus said, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. Mm -hmm. If they hate me, they're going to hate you. And we're kind of in America, we kind of think we're... Um, immune from persecution. Well, the word is what the word says. Yes, in other countries, uh, persecution is a little more uh, overt, but here in the U.S. it's a little covert. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's covert, I mean. And that's how the enemy works, but he still wants to hinder the plan and purpose that God has on every Christian life, mm -hmm. even in the U.S. of A. And he'll use those systems in place because the righteous is not, you know, in authority, Bible says when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice mm -hmm. because we, you know, we stay in our little church boxes and we don't get out and, 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 and be judges or prosecutors or legislators. So Satan's just running amok throughout the judicial system. But God says, I'm still sovereign. My word still doesn't return void. And I, I asked Joseph, he says, I'm still, my purpose and my will still is going to get done. Mm -hmm. Yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, don't fear evil, because I'm still with you. And that's right. what we knew as Christians, that, you know, God was still with us. And he started revealing the deep things to us that he revealed to us. I told you this in my word, but also going to give you the solution and the victory over this. Because mm -hmm. Jesus says, in this world, you will have trials and tribulations. But he said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Right. And the scripture says, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Our word. Our testimony is the word of God is the truth. <laughs> and he, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's the truth. He has, there's over 7,000 promises in the Bible and it's truth. And you have to put it in your heart and believe it, conceive it. Then you'll achieve it. That's why he said he always causes you to triumph. He always gives you the victory. Mm -hmm. He never leaves you. All things work together for your good. Mm -hmm. And even with this situation, it worked for our good, even though a lot of, again, those carnal Christians agree with the world system, with the media, with the demonically controlled media. Uh -huh. They believe that instead of the report of the Lord when he said, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will endure or suffer persecution. Uh -huh. You're going to go through it regardless of where you're at as a Christian on the earth. But you need to be girded up with the truth in order to go through it successfully. Uh -huh. And that's what we knew. And God just revealed it to us more and more as the time went by because he was showing us how he was still using us, just like he used Joseph when he was incarcerated in mm -hmm. prison. He still prospered him. And even with you, you were sending home reports of how God's favor was going before you, even in Sacramento County Jail. Mm -hmm. The first week you got there, they made you a trustee. Yeah. Unheard the, of. The first seven days. It was on the seventh day, actually, that the officer called me and asked me if I wanted to become a trustee. With that, I didn't know that I was also going to be teaching Bible studies for the next seven days <laughs> and, and having ministry time because um, the women there uh, asked me to teach Bible study. 
they didn't really know anything about me, but God did. And right. he and knew. He was setting you up. He knew those men, women needed the word. Yes. So he deliberately allows the righteous to be planted among the wicked. Mm -hmm. He takes what the enemy meant for evil and use it for his glory, for his mm -hmm. good. Because here's the deal. God's interested in souls being saved, mm -hmm. hearts being healed, lives being transformed. Mm -hmm. The Bible said he who wins souls is wise. Mm -hmm. And speaking of that, as you were there, our spiritual father, Pastor Godot, who pastors Calvary Christian Center, about five, six locations in Sacramento, he knew you were there in Sacramento County. What did he do? He uh, sent me a, um, a series that he was teaching on regarding uh, winning souls. Um, it, it was a, a new school that he was starting. And with that, he it was sent. called what? Winning a loss? Winning a loss at all costs. And so I knew that that was my mission was to win the loss at all costs. And so with that, I uh, read the material and then I went to work. I did what, what I was taught to do, but also what I knew to do, because I knew that he who wins souls is wise, as, as we stated earlier, but also, I also trained some up. You were making disciples. Who became dis disciples, you and disciples. later- in the county jail, Sacramento County Jail. They end up naming me Paul, and then I had a Silas, and then I had a Timothy. Right. So it, it was just as- So you guys evangelized the Sacramento County Jail, seventh floor. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And I know another time, and we'll talk about this more, you guys had a, a revival there. We did. We had a revival. We did something that uh, they it's said never would did. never be done, that has never been done. And as a matter of fact, during that time that it was done, uh, they, they, um, they were trying to shut down the jail ministries. They were trying to shut down, you know, ministry in the jails, you know, period. So uh, with that, we end up, having that revival there and there were about 22 souls that were saved that accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and, and Savior. If I'm not mistaken, I heard you say some officers was, was trying to get in on it too. Some correctional officers. They were. Um, <laughs> well, Remember? you know, they can only do so much on the job, on the, on their job, but they were interested in, in receiving. And of course they sat in because they had to monitor. So I'm quite sure that they but, were touched. But the word wasn't chained. It went forth. The word went and forth. And they could receive it, too. They and could receive it. that's what Paul it. said when he was incarcerated. He says, uh, uh, I, I, I'm not chained to them. They're, they're chained to me. And back there in Paul's time when you were incarcerated, you were physically chained to an officer with chains. That's why right. he always referenced in my chains. Well, he was incarcerated. But he said the word of God is not chained. Right. The word of God has never changed. So, again, we start seeing what God was doing in the midst of all this early, early on. But... I'm going to say we're, our faith was always on fire, always have been yes. since day one. We were believing God was going to deliver us right out of the situation. We was going to miss jail and miss all this. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what we were believing for, and it didn't happen that way. Well, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith, and we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by Bye, faith. Babe. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.